Welcome everyone to the A and M show. Once again, um, we had a lot of lot of good feedback, got a lot of good lot of likes, and um, a lot of good feedback in in total in general of the last podcast. So we're gonna do another podcast today, and this is coming off the Toronto winning the NBA championship. Uh, congratulations to the Tor- Toronto Raptors. They won. They beat the Warriors in six games, which is if you told me like if you told me that that was going to happen and we get into the NBA finals I would have been surprised but there was a lot of stuff that went into this so we're going to be talking about that today we're also going to be talking about some NFL stuff um Dak Prescott NFC East so yeah um and of course we're going to be talking about it talking about it with Miles hey everyone I'm Miles um yeah and no real no real uh, explanation uh, we can just get right into it so we can start with actually since the Toronto Raptors just won. We can start with that. Um, what were your thoughts on that? I feel like it was great for the city of Toronto since the and the entire country of Canada because they are the ones that the sport of basketball was created by a Canadian. So it's really nice to have Toronto winning that finals. And I know how much it means coming from a Philadelphia Eagles fan loving when we won our first championship. So. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't know until yesterday that the NBA was invented by a Canadian, which is cool. But yeah, um, they beat the Warriors in six. Uh, impressive win. Impressive series. Impressive playoff in um, total by the Raptors. Well, what were your thoughts on uh, their supporting cast? Like, how did Kyle Lowry, Fred, Fred Rivley, uh Pascal Siakam, like, how did they play? I feel like they had on and off games throughout the playoffs in general. Like Kyle Lowry, I wouldn't say showed up until the finals, really. And well, until the Eastern Conference finals, that's when he started to show up. Same with Pascal Siakam and Danny Green and all of them. But once they finally got their rhythm, I feel like it made the Raptors a much more dangerous team and easier for them to defeat a team like the Warriors and the Bucks. Yeah, Kyle Lowry in the beginning of the first quarter, um, I think I have. I think I have it right here. Crap, what was his stat line for the first quarter? I think it was, he had 18 points in the first quarter. He was four from four for th- from three. And uh, Siakam also had a couple of threes in the first quarter. In the first quarter, um, I think Kawhi only scored, what, uh, six points in the first quarter? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, in the first quarter, like Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, um, they just took over. Especially Lowry hitting those threes, hitting those all the points, good defense, all that. Kyle Lowry just was amazing in that game, in this game six. Sometimes people underestimate the contribution of Fred Van Vliet. He really he scored. He actually had a lot of minutes in, especially game six, where he had around thirty four minutes, and he utilized those minutes really well since he had twenty two points. Yeah, he had twenty two points in game six. That was. Yeah, game six. Wow, that's oh, that's pretty good for a bench player. For yeah, but he bench. actually played thirty-four minutes off the the bench. Did he start? No. Yeah, he didn't start. He didn't start. Not, not yeah, he didn't start. But he 
Yeah, because he pro- he put, took most of Danny Green's minutes. I guess because oh, yeah. Danny, Danny Green only played eighteen minutes in the Danny game. Danny Green has not been playing well at all this series. Really, this whole playoffs he has been on and off, but especially the series. Um, he's a veteran he player. Kind of reminds me of J.R. Smith in the yeah. twenty sixteen NBA Finals when he was extremely streaky, but once he got once he got on a rhythm, he you could not stop him. Of course, that was one series, but that was the one when they actually won the finals. This is unrelated, but I just got a, a Bleacher Report notification that Jimmy Butler is going to decline his option, his player option, and test free agency. Uh, that's a little bit off topic, but that is big. That is. Uh, big. I, I feel like I saw that coming because. They might. They can still offer him the max, though, right? Yeah, like he's just he, like I feel like they're just gonna offer him the max now. Like that's the logical. I think that's a logical course of action for Jimmy Butler. And it's not. You shouldn't be afraid, Sixers fans. Like I'm a Sixers fan. I'm not really scared about this because I feel like Jimmy Butler's still gonna sign with us with the max deal. So. Yeah, but what what about uh, Tobias? I feel like we can keep Tobias Harris. Like Tobias and Jimmy together. I feel like Tobias was an unsung hero. I don't feel like people really realize the what he truly did while he was there. Like he was a knockdown shooter, so that when Redick was not on his game, we yeah. had Tobias Harris. We had count. another shooter, yeah. Yeah, like when Butler, Simmons, and B, like when they were on their game, you could count on Tobias Harris. But uh, when they're all in their game, like Tobias, I guess. He's one of the unsung heroes. I would love to keep Tobias Harris. Do I think he deserves the max? No. Yeah, me too. I don't think he deserves the max. I feel like if we keep him, we have a very strong chance of a finals run if we keep Tobias And if you think about it, the Sixers were the the team to give the Raptors, which are NBA champions now, like they gave the Raptors the most fight. Uh, They took them to six games. They blew them out two times in that series. Uh, I think it was game three. And game five or some game six, game three and game, game six. six I, think. I think it was game three and game six. So game two was, game two was close. Yeah, that was when Jimmy Butler really closed it out. Yeah, basically, in, in the whole entire series, they gave, they, out of all the teams that faced the Raptors in the playoffs, they gave them they gave the Raptors the most fight. So they, I think they should run it back with the same team. But getting back to the Warriors, we can talk about that later on because we will also talk about free agency a little bit. But um, yeah. Toronto deserved this win, even though I said this on my uh, Instagram, but I feel like the Raptors were really, really lucky with KD going down. Just, I would say probably in the whole entire playoffs with Embiid being sick and hurt with his knee back. Uh, he had a sickness, whatever. Yeah, KD was out. If KD was in, they will have won the series. If Clay, if Clay missed game three and, of course, went down uh, in game six, so they had a lot of injuries. Uh, they had a they like went against teams with injuries a lot. So I feel like they were definitely lucky in this particular series. But still, they deserve the they deserve to win the championship. You know, it's really interesting with this situation. Did the Raptors beat the Warriors, or was it the injuries that beat the Warriors? In the sense that. Would the Raptors have won if it weren't for Kevin Looney, Looney going down, Andre yeah. Iguodala going down, Clay Thompson t- tearing his ACL, Kevin Durant rupturing his Achilles? Like, if those injuries did not happen, 
would we be having the same conversation? I mean, I even, so. even without KD, like if KD was still out, if KD was still out, if if Clay had played the whole ter- series, in my opinion, I feel like the Warriors would have beat them in seven or even six, because Clay did miss game three too. I don't know if they won game three or not. I think they, I think they actually won game three without Clay, but still, I feel like if Clay played the whole series and if Kevin Looney was not hurt, and if just they had their regular role players, I feel like the Warriors would have definitely beaten the Raptors. But the Raptors' supporting cast was excellent without Kawhi. Uh, this series, uh, what I noticed was that they did, they really didn't co- depend on Kawhi as much as they did in the Bucks series or the Sixers series. So uh, props to That's Fred. You have Siakam scoring like 25 a night, yeah. Lowry scoring 25, Van Vliet. You know, if you actually look at it, they only had three people. Wait, yeah, they only had three people coming off the bench. That's it. No one else played any minutes in yeah, game six. Yeah, and play it was off. just it was that starting five, and then Van Vliet, Ibaka, and Norman Powell. Norman Powell had zero points. He just yeah. grabbed one rebound, and that's it. Ibaka was amazing this series. Uh, a couple. I'm gonna name a couple players that impressed me this series. Um, Fred Van Vliet, of course. Um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name them on both team, the Warriors and the uh, Raptors. But Fred Lee definitely he's so he not only impressed me, but he surprised me because I I didn't know nothing about him because I thought he was just you know a bench player, you know give you a couple points, give you a couple assists. Uh, but he really impressed me. Um, who else impressed me? Serge Ibaka impressed me. He's a veteran. He's been there before, and he really impressed me um, with his leadership, uh, scoring baskets when they need it. Also, Kevin Looney on the Warriors, he impressed me. He's a tough player, you know, tough defensive player, tough offensive player, battled through injuries. I'd say those were, and Kyle Lowry, of course, we already know that, but those are some players that impressed me. What about you? Um, The players that, I have similar people that impressed me, but you know who really disappointed, who I, I'm really disappointed about? Yeah, I know you're going to, I feel like I know you're going to say, but say it. DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. In the sense that you are potentially the most dominant center. Potentially. This is potential. I mean, a couple years ago, he was considered the best center in the NBA. Exactly, and I agree with that. You were potentially, before you got injured, you were the, the probably widely considered the best center in the NBA and one of the most dominant players in the paint. And the guy took a pay cut. You argue like LeBron, maybe, but... And the guy took a pay cousins, cut. What I saw, he did not consistently go at it in the paint against Marcus Gasol. Like, he just he kept turning the ball over. He looked like a deer in headlights on the court with the Warriors, which really concerns me that Steve Kerr wasn't able to incorporate Cousins, either one of either one of two things, that Steve Kerr wasn't able to incorporate DeMarcus Cousins into this lineup, or that DeMarcus Cousins wasn't able to do what he was able to do before he got injured. And the guy took a pay cut. He took what? I think he had a one year. I think it was like eight million. Five, five million. I think it was the veteran. He took the veteran's minimum, I'm pretty sure. That's the yeah. one year $5.3 million deal, I believe. Let me try to find this stat. Cause what? Cause what made me really, really disappointed, not only in 
uh, DeMarcus Cousins, but also and Andre Iguodala. Even though Iguodala, he played good uh, last, he played good in game six with a couple of threes, a couple of mid-range shots, but free throws were a big part of that this game. And I feel like, and I think Iguodala went one for four for threes. I think uh, Cousins went three, three for nine or something like that. And just think about it, if they just made a couple of those free throws, the Warriors, we would be talking about a different thing today, but free throws are such an underrated part of the, t- of the game, especially in the playoffs, because every point counts. And uh, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins is not knocking down free throws in game six. Really in the whole play uh, series. I'm trying to pull up the stat right now. But yeah, you could see it in the game, like he, they were struggling from the line, the whole Warriors team, really. I have a question. Yep. What is your opinion on Kawhi Leonard? Do you believe that he is currently the best player, basketball player, on planet Earth? You know the answer to me? What? Not at all. Not, I, I don't want to say not at all. He's one of the best. He's probably top three right now. Top three top right three? now, along with LeBron. Kevin Durant, but you know who I'm going to say is the best player is LeBron, of course. Think about it. If, because like I said, like I said earlier, Kawhi, the Raptors did not depend on Kawhi as much as I thought they would in the Warriors series. They had he had contributions from Kyle Lowry, Fred Lee, Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam. And I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that Kawhi Leonard uh, sucked or anything because he didn't. He he's there's so many stats that proves that. He had one of the best playoff performances in league history. But if the LeBron replaced Kawhi and a Re- LeBron was leading the Raptors, Le- they would have probably swept the Warriors. And they, oh, definitely. definitely. They, they would have definitely swept the Warriors. Um, I, I feel like Kawhi was extremely self-sufficient during the Sixers series. And then as time went on, after that Sixers series, after that Sixers series he, he cooled down. That. Yeah, he cooled down, and the rest of the Raptors started to like started to heat up. Like you had Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam, Green from time to time. Like, Le- I feel like LeBron really didn't have that much of a supporting cast in the in the sense like a like a like com- a combination between young young kids in like Siakam and. Van Vliet, and then like the older ones like Gasol and Lowry, like LeBron didn't really have that. And I feel like LeBron, at one point, LeBron was going to take a Lakers team that does not have a lot of talent to the playoffs as the four seed. They were at one point the four seed, but then LeBron got injured and stuff. Yeah, um, there was some, I was watching first take earlier, and there was some stats about like, uh, Kawhi broke records like scoring and stuff like that, like score like points in the playoffs or uh, points assists and steals in the playoffs. He 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 didn't break the record, but I think he came in second. Uh, no, he came in third. It was first Michael Jordan, I think, and it was second LeBron, and it was third Kawhi. Yeah. Now Kawhi, and it was a he broke a lot of other records too. He didn't break them, but he came in like third or he like topped someone. But I was watching first take earlier when they said that. And what made me think was he broke all these records and LeBron still had a better playoff playoff performance than him 
last year. Now LeBron didn't win the finals, of course, but last year, last year people forget LeBron went off in the playoffs last year. Like he went off, and although Kawhi had a all-time playoff performance and the whole entire playoffs this year, LeBron still did better than him, which which is only which is like that's all I have to say. Like it just proves that. LeBron is still the best player alive, and he, Le, Kawhi is just not as dominant as um, LeBron, and he doesn't set up. He's not a good. Pa- he's not as a good passer as LeBron, and I would say Kawhi has shown that he can be a leader, but LeBron is still one of the best leaders in the NBA. So LeBron is obviously still the best player alive, not just talent wise, but overall wise. All right, before we get on to the NFL section, I have one question for you. Yeah. As a Sixers fan like myself, do you think that the Sixers should have traded, should have put Ben Simmons in trade discussions for Kawhi Leonard? Because apparently the Spurs wanted either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid in return for Kawhi Leonard. Do you think the Sixers should have done that? Oh, as no, of right? not at all. You guys, You have to remember that. Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, actually, I wouldn't be mad at anyone who says yes. I would have traded Ben Simmons for Kawhi Leonard, but me personally, I would not have. Ben Simmons is still twenty two. I think Kawhi is like 20, 29, 28. He's twenty. Kawhi. He's actually twenty seven years old. He's twenty seven. Kawhi is twenty seven. Twenty seven. That's that's why because he is still extremely young, wow. and he's playing some darn good basketball. So, considering that. And Ben Simmons has not proven that he can shoot a jump shot. He still has. I would have known that. Now, in my opinion, if Ben Simmons comes back next season without a jump shot, I believe that Elton Brand should be listening to some trade offers. Because you, I feel like you can get a good prospect, such as Kemba Walker maybe. Like if mm-hmm. Kemba Walker is still with the Charlotte Hornets, and the Charlotte Hornets are in a rebuilding phase, but just have one stud in Kemba Walker. Trade Simmons for Walker. This is just my opinion. Trade Simmons for Kemba Kemba Walker. Yes. Okay, I'm not. I'm not how old is How old is uh, Kemba? I think he's like 25. How old is Kemba? Um, Kemba Kemba is. He's been in the league for a while. Um. You know what surprised? Oh, this is off topic. You know what surprised me? You know how what? old Kyle Lowry is. He's like thirty, right? He's like thirty-four. The dude. Kemba's like, twenty-nine right now. Yeah, Kemba's twenty-nine. Let me turn up Kyle Lowry because I was looking at that earlier, and I thought he was. I thought the dude was like 29, 30 or something like that. But how old is he? He's thirty-three years old. That's kind of old. Yeah. Well, he's been on the Raptors for a while though. So, yeah. but yeah, I feel like they should like think about it. Kemba's willing to take a pay cut if the Hornets get more stars, right? Yeah, and on on the if if the Hornets gave him a pay cut, right? And you know how messed up the Hornets organization is. They haven't done. They haven't. They've only gotten like one good player, which is Kemba, right? Yeah. You could theoretically get Kemba on a lower deal, not a max. Trade him for Ben Simmons, who you'd have to pay a lot of money for, and get a strong and a strong three point shooting point guard who can pass, play defense. He can do it all. It's going. Is Kemba a free agent or? Yeah, he's a free agent this season. All right, so I'll I'll discuss the Ben Simmons trade uh, discussions, but he could possibly if if he's a free agent, then the Sixers can offer him. Do can the Sixers offer him a max 
and like they can offer him like a four-year, I think, one hundred seventy-eight million dollar contract, while the Hornets could offer him a five-year, two hundred million, yeah. one million dollar supermax. Four million, one hundred seventy-eight. Uh, that's not a bad uh, deal, but I feel like he would be a great fit in the Sixers. Actually, thinking about it, but um, because then you wouldn't, you wouldn't truly need to buy his Harris that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't need to buy us at all. Yeah, we wouldn't need to buy us at all. But, um, yeah, because if you have Kemba, then you make that means that Tobias Harris isn't as needed, so you don't need to pay him as much money. Get a power forward in the draft, you're good. Yeah, that would and be. And then reset Redick. You have Walker, Redick, Butler, the like. Cam, let's say Cameron Johnson as Woj is having us take him in the mock draft, and then MB. Wait, let's, that's a solid lineup. Let's say real. Let's say let's say theoretically there, right? That Kemba joins the Sixers. He, I think, I think I would prefer him to take the point guard position while, uh, while um, Ben Simmons moves to the point forward position. Or Simmons wouldn't be that useful though. If you have someone who can handle the ball like Kemba Walker, Simmons is just obsolete. Like you don't need him. So you're saying that Simmons? Wait. So you're saying if we get Kemba, we don't need Simmons? Yes, I I believe. That. So what we do? Will we trade Simmons or what? I think we trade Simmons because you can oh, get a lot. A- get a lot in exchange for Simmons. It depends on what is a lot. But um uh, let me let me touch on that though. You could, get, like, like... Some, you could get some like a draft pick, like a role player, a couple of role players, maybe like a like a close to all star but not all star type player, maybe. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. If if it's like a good player, like a all star caliber player or like a top ten player for Simmons, I feel like that's definitely a good deal. But I think I wouldn't trade. I think Ben Simmons is one of the best assets in the NBA. Assets in the NBA. He's a young player. He's only 22 years old. Um, he's broke. He's broken a lot of records, or he, at least he's appeared in a lot of records. Um, he's not a good score. He's not the best scorer or shooter, rather. Um, but he's exceptional. He like he can get to the basket, especially in transition. He's a good player. But um, I feel like he he's a role player right now. Like he sets up his other teammates. He's a good player when you need him. To, like in the clutch, I get. I he's not really good in the clutch. But like if you need a bucket, then Ben Simmons, like in the pick and roll or something like that, he can get you a bucket. But I feel like. Ben Simmons trade trading Ben Simmons. I feel like that wouldn't be a good idea for the Sixers. I feel like you should at least let him uh, evolve and see what he becomes before you trade a big asset like Ben Simmons because he is an important. He's after Joel Embiid. He's probably the most important uh, player on the Sixers. But um, hey, you have anything to say about that, or do you want to move on to NFL? Uh, let's move on to the NFL. We have two subjects in the NFL. First, let's start off with Dak Prescott's agent apparently asking for $34 million a year. What, million what is your take on that situation, Andre? Okay, as an Eagles fan, right? As an Eagles fan, I want to say, I want to say that, well, on one side, I want to say that pay, pay, Dak, <laughs> pay Dak everything he wants, but on the other side, I'm like, he probably doesn't deserve that much, but when you look at it, I'm not saying he deserves that much, but let me be the devil's advocate and let me provide the reason why his age, someone like his agent or even him would say, oh, I just, if Carson Wentz got that much money, I deserve $34 million a year. Now, 
he Carson Wentz has not made, I'm just being the devil's advocate right here Carson Wentz is obviously better than Dak Prescott but this is like this is probably what Dak Prescott's agent is saying to the Cowboys now Carson Wentz got paid that much money Carson Wentz has never taken a playoff snap Dak, Dak Prescott has taken a playoff snap two, and he's played in the playoffs twice and he has a playoff victory um Dak Prescott won his division two times out of his three years in the league. Um, Dak Prescott, he led he, the Cowboys like were were a mediocre before Dak Prescott arrived, and now now th th they're gearing up to be one of the best teams in the in NFL. So this is this is a couple of things that Dak Prescott's agent could be saying to the Cowboys. How do you feel about that? The problem is the Cowboys have to realize the fact that it wasn't. Dak that took the Cowboys it to, wasn't at all it at wasn't all. Dak yeah. it was Ezekiel Elliott it was Amari Cooper and it was that defense it was not Dak Prescott I wish I, I wish I had the stats Dak Prescott pay him all you want and that's what the agent wants them to think that it is Dak that is taking the Cow is that missing piece that is taking the Cowboys to the playoffs no you could theoretically put this is kind of a hot team. You could put, in my opinion, almost any quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL, not named Dak Prescott, in the situation, and they would do um, take them to the playoffs. They would take them to the playoffs. A lot of them would do much, would take them further than what Dak has done with them. Yep. But I don't feel like the Cowboys have the management. To, that will comprehend that situation. That it's not Dak. It's not Dak. It's it's it really sucks. Not for me. Not for not for really any other team. But it sucks for the Cowboys management because they have to pay Dak Prescott. Because what other option do they have? They have to pay Dak Prescott. And Dak yeah. Prescott has Dak under Dak Prescott. The Cowboys team has done some good things. So they're like in a corner where they. You either have to pay him soon, or they have to let him go. Because if if they don't pay him soon, his price is going to go up and up and up and up and up. Because Dak's contract ends this year, this NFL season, correct? Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And they, you have to keep the in mind. The reason I ask is because go ahead. There are some good quarterbacks that might come out. The draft. Most notably, Tua Tagovailoa, just out of Alabama, Justin Herbert out of Oregon, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, they, yeah. They Trevor are Lawrence. all eligible to come out and go to the draft. If I'm pretty sure that not, if there's a good chance that not all of them will be drafted by the time that Dallas makes their pick. Do you, the Cowboys could think about, do. We want to take a rookie quarterback that's go that's going to be paid much less so that we can invest more in our other assets and it has the potential to be much better than Dak. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but as a fan, as a fan that's easy to say, but as I feel like as a like when you're managing a team like Cowboys like the Cowboys team, like the GM and Jerry Jones or whatever that's leading the team, I feel like they have to pay Dak now. I if he was on if Dak was on my team I wouldn't pay him but Dak means so much that means so much the team their players uh, he's been there for 
a couple years. The coaches trust him. He's a big. He's like the leader of the Cowboys. They're gonna have. To, they have to pay him, or they have to let him go. And I feel like the only option, real, the only real thing they have to do is pay him. Because if they let him go, then they get. Oh, they have to start over with another quarterback. And then if the quarterback doesn't win a Super Bowl in the first three years, then will will they uh, dump him too? I'm just being devil's advocate here. So All right. like, the Cowboys are in a big the Cowboys are in a tough position, and they also have to pay Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, their def uh, a lot of players on their defense. Uh, they just gave Demarcus Lawrence a big deal. I think they just paid him what uh, something like something like. Oh, let me search it up. It was like a six. Was it six years? It was a long time. It was like one. I know it was one hundred six million dollars. It up. was a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. $105 million contract yes. and $65 million of it is guaranteed. Guaranteed five, yeah. So they just paid they just paid DeMarcus Lawrence a lot, and then they have to pay Amari Cooper, which is going to be a lot. Dak Prescott, going to be a lot. Ezekiel Elliott, going to be a lot. So I don't know. I don't know. They, their window is now, and if they don't win this year, which they most likely won't win this year because Dak has a lot of limitations. That uh that are there unless proven otherwise. So, yeah. All right, moving on to our last topic of the day, Andre. What are your predictions for the NFC East? How will it rack up? Well, <sighs> NFC East is fairly. We're gonna be doing each podcast. We're gonna uh, select a different division to break down and to predict. But the NFC East is fairly easy. Um, there's just really only two options. Now, the Redskins, actually, uh, considering considering that the Giants drafted a new quarterback, Daniel Jones, and I heard reports that it's like the Giants haven't even chosen a quarterback yet. Uh, they haven't chosen Eli Manning or Daniel Jones, who's going to like play for the team this year, who's going to lead the, the team this year. I thought they said that Eli Manning was going to be their quarterback this year. Yeah, I saw and, I saw a report that Daniel Jones might start, but uh, but the Redskins have Dwayne Haskins, which uh, which I thought the Giants were going to pick in the draft. Um, they have they have a new quarterback, also they have Case Keenum too. They have a new coach. They have a the Redskins are like a new team basically. But I feel like I it's good in the draft. They have Bryce Love too. Darius Geis is coming back. Darius Geis off the injury. Darius guys, he was a good prospect for me. He was one of my favorite. Yeah, he was one of my favorite uh, running backs in college. But I really hope the Eagles were gonna pick. Him. Yeah, I thought yeah. the Eagles were gonna pick him too. Actually, but I'm happy with Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard though. So speaking of Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, last year the Eagles had no running game at all, and uh, they had Jay Ajayi, which which was good at times, even though he got injured. He they had Wendell Smallwood. Uh, Wendell Smallwood's just Wendell Smallwood, not really the best running back, but he can give you yards at times. But basically, overall, the Eagles did not have a good running back running. Uh, yeah, they did not have a running back, good running back core. This year, they have Miles Sanders, Corey Clement, which Corey Clement is a really underrated uh, running back. Jordan Howard. So they have a really diverse, really talented running back core. Along with their receiving corps, which improved heavily, they have uh, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, and the big, the big up, 
person who's coming back to Sean Jackson. So the, the Eagles offense, scary. Eagles defense, also scary. They added some key players to the defensive line. Malik Jefferson. They got uh, Vinny Curry back. So, And they're, the cornerbacks for the Eagles, so talented. Avante Maddox, Craven LeBlanc, Jalen Mills, Sidney Jones. Uh, then you have Malcolm Jenkins, Roddy McLeod. I know I'm naming a lot of players, but it's just talent everywhere on the Eagles. I don't think they have any holes. So I feel like my prediction is going to be that the Eagles are going to finish first in the division. Not the division, but the the yeah, the division. My bad. <laughs> They're going to finish first in the division with Cowboys coming in second, Redskins coming in third, and Giants coming in last. I agree with – actually, I agree with that just whole thing because – the Redskins, they did not – they looked pretty decent throughout for the most of the season. The and Redskins last year? Yeah. They – like, they, apparently they were number one in the division for a yeah, they were year. Yeah, they were number one in the division. You could, like, argue, like, strength of schedule, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, injuries too. Yeah, injuries too. But the Giants aren't going to be that good. Like, I don't think – they did not – in my opinion, they did not have that good of a draft. Because I feel like everyone in the division did a draft, did draft better than them, and got better free agents than them, and I feel like the Giants, in theory, lost more than they gained because they lost OBJ Definitely. and Landon Collins, and in return they got nothing. Daniel Jones, <laughs> Daniel Jones, Golden Tate, and um, as an Eagles fan, Georgia I'm. I'm not happy with uh, Golden Tate going to the Giants now. Golden Tate, he's a good player. He's he's not like a he's not like a big player who who kill you. Like I feel like I I think in my opinion I feel like Djax is I'm not saying that he's better, but I feel like he fits the system because Des- he Des- played Jackson. with yeah Deshaun Jackson because he played with Andy Reid on the Eagles oh, who has like... an extremely similar playbook to Doug Peterson. Yeah, I feel like so I feel like he's going to work out really well with Yeah, Jackson. I feel like Deshaun Jackson is obviously better than Golden Tate. Um, just look at it last year. Uh, his stats were way better, especially his deep, deep catches, stats, uh, touchdowns. I feel like Deshaun Jackson is obviously better than Golden Tate, and Golden Tate obviously did not work for the Eagles last year. Um, on the Lions, he did good before he got traded, but I feel like he definitely was not a good fit on the. Eagles, but he's now in the Giants. We'll see how that works out. He said he wanted to go to a winning team. He went to the Giants. I don't know what that was about, but, you know. All right. That'll do it here for the A&M show. From Andre, I'm Miles. We'll see you next time. See you next time.